0: I'm, I'm thrilled to to be going into a new series called All Access. It is a series on the Holy Spirit. And some people are already a little bit nervous because it's the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that's jumping ahead. Don't worry about it. This is Jesus, touch our screens today. <laughs> people are like, yeah, it's possessed. All right. Our screens are here in Fort Worth. They are a little bit possessed. But what I want to go into today is the Holy Spirit. It is going to be an incredible summer. We're going right into the Holy Spirit. Now, some people are like, okay, well, yeah, I, I thought I was, I brought my friend today. Like, just be cool, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be cool. We're going right in to the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's going to be a journey, and this is going to be four weeks long, somewhere around there, and um, and we got to go step by step. It, there's, there's nothing to be edgy about. If you weren't raised knowing what the Holy Spirit was, you are going to learn today. What you learn about our church is we base everything off the Word of God anyway. Nothing is emotional. Nothing is sensationalism. It is all about the Word of God. And I'm excited to preach today because I've been studying and I've been praying. What does God want to do with this series called All Access, that when we have the Holy Spirit, we can access and unlock things in our life that we previously could not access or unlock. And let's go to John 16, verse seven. John 16, seven. It says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. This is Jesus talking. It is to your advantage that I go away Could you imagine the disciples hearing this? This man that they have followed, they know that is God in flesh, that he is the Savior, and they're they're walking around, they're like, wait, 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 wait. You don't know, you're not going away. We need you here. Like, you've helped us do everything. You're the one, but he's like, hey, it's to your advantage that I leave. That's a big statement. For if I don't go away, the Helper won't come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper in this instance, absolutely, is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is saying, the only way you can get the Holy Spirit or this helper is if I go back to heaven. But don't worry, because I'm only one man. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. That everywhere you go, every step you take, every decision you're about to make, everything that you're about to do, you can access Him. Me, I'm only one person. Yes, I am the Son of God. Yes, it is Jesus. But I can only be one place at one time because He chose to be a man. However, the Holy Spirit is all places at all times. And He wants to pour out Himself on all flesh, as the Bible says. And so now we have this helper called the Holy Spirit. With that, I want to talk about why is it an advantage for Jesus to go away in this moment that we might have the Holy Spirit. He is clearly saying, the Holy Spirit is your advantage in life. The Holy Spirit is your cheat code. Remember growing up, you had like cheat codes, left, left, right, A, B, A, B, C. You know what All that kind of stuff? Holy Spirit is your spiritual cheat code. I'm going to preach for the next few moments on this thought. Accessing the advantage. Accessing the advantage. God, would you help us today? Helper, would you help us today in Jesus' name? And somebody shout an amen. amen. Come on, give God praise one more time. Accessing the advantage. Accessing the advantage. We've got to access the advantage. I remember I was in a band years ago. We're dying for us. Sometimes I tell stories about this band. I got a lot of fans in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'll sign autographs later. So, <laughs> and uh, we we actually like we were like semi. You know, kind of popular in the Christian music world. It was kind of it was kind of weird for me, right, to even say that. It's kind of weird because, like, if I think back, we were signed on a label, uh, on a major label. We were traveling with uh, everybody, all of your favorite worship artists. We traveled with all of them, and, and so all this stuff was happening—festivals and everything like that. So we were going around. But I remember every time I'd go to a show or a festival, uh, I, there would be a moment where you, you get your own room in the back or to get on stage, you have to have some credentials. You had to have a badge on. And I remember there was one uh, instance where none of us got our all access badges. So we tried to go back there anyways, because we're going to play, and we look like we're a band member and all this kind of, we're wearing the right clothes, we have long hair, and, and you know, we had, we, had, we had the frosted tips, and see, don't talk about that, but but we had a lot of things going on in that, and, and we, we were like, look, we look like a band, and they wouldn't let us back into the green room in the back, and I'm like, what's going on? you know, we well, you know we're a band, we look like a band, we don't dress like this for fun, all right? And um, they said, no, you don't have credentials to be here. You might be playing, you might belong here, but you don't, you don't have the credentials to get there. And it was a thing that I'm starting to think back to the Holy Spirit. and I'm like, man, it was all about what I was carrying, not who I was in which the power was found. I did not have power in and of myself. I had the look of a band member, but I did not have the authority of one to get to where I needed to get to. And I think the same thing happens to Christians. We wake up, we sometimes, we go to church, we're good people. But we're missing something in our lives and it's a power and it's an authority. So we're trying to get to places and spaces that we belong, but we can't get there because what we carry has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. It's our own spirit. It's a negative spirit. It's a critical spirit. We carry every other spirit than the Holy One. And what God is saying is that I got a spirit for you to carry. And when you carry a Holy Spirit, this spirit will go before you and will open doors. It'll get you where you need to get to. It'll put fight inside of you and let you know that I've never lost a battle and I'm not gonna start now with you. This is going to be for your good. I'm gonna work it all together. I am the Holy Spirit. Now, now a lot of us are like, well, I don't really know what the Holy Spirit is. We'll get to that. But what you have to understand off the top is this i need the holy spirit it's not a should i should i should i have it i'm not really sure how do you have it does it come through you does it make you weird does it make you look a certain way do you always have to talk in a different language like will i ever speak english again if i have the holy spirit stop it <laughs> Stop all that bad theology. Stop. Just say that Jesus had the Holy Spirit and he was able to reach anybody on earth. The same thing should be true that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have a different authority now with you. And now we're going to get even further into who the Holy Spirit is in a minute. But you have to start with this understanding. The Holy Spirit may not be what I thought it was. What I was told when I was young to stay away from, to get away from it. There's churches that have told me, and i preach, uh, I, I travel and preach a lot. There's churches that have told me, don't preach on the Holy Spirit. Here's my, here's my problem. is because I think in this day and age, we wanna preach the Father, the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. Oh, the Holy Scriptures and the Holy Word of God. And we're like, man, that, that's, that's awesome because they are holy scriptures. But if you don't understand that the scripture literally says in the Bible that the scriptures are spirit-inspired and written through man, inspired by Holy Spirit, then you are missing that the scriptures, and you are not deducing it, you're actually watering down the Trinity. That God the Father, yes, God the Son, Jesus, but there is a spirit that God has... And it's called the Holy Spirit. It's not strange. It's not taboo. It's not, that's out there. Oh, that church is out. It's not. This is all over the Bible. And we have to start here with even with the Trinity believing that yes, God is Father Then God sent his son, Jesus so yes, we have God, so we have three in one and now when Jesus ascended the Holy Spirit descended and in Acts 2, that was the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost when he came like a rushing wind because the actual word for Holy Spirit is Ruach, which means breath, and it says like a breath I will blow through and this is what's happening, so we got Son. We got Father, which is Jesus, Father God, which is He's the Father. Then you got the Holy Spirit, and we can't neglect these. But you have three in one, three in one. A very simple way to think about this to process Trinity is look at you know this is the, every preacher has done this one, right? I'm, that's why I didn't even set it up for you. Every preacher has done this. You got how do you three forms, three expressions, one God? You got to think about it that way. You have water, ice, and steam—all H two O, all the same thing. Three expressions of the same thing. That exactly what God and then Jesus and Holy Spirit is. Three expressions of one almighty God. This is what we're talking about. It's not strange, It is the Spirit of God. Hopefully I'm breaking this down well enough for you. And so now we're moving into, okay, Holy Spirit. It's not Father, Son, and Holy Scriptures. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. There are verses on verses on verses on verses of the Holy Spirit. How can we ever get to a place where we ignore it? So that's why I felt so inspired. I'm like, man, I feel like I have to do a series on this. And as I began to dig, I realized there's so much content on the Holy Spirit. I am praying to get it done in four weeks. But the first step from this Trinity now is understanding, okay, where do we go with what is the Holy Spirit? Let's do a quick understanding of what the Holy Spirit is a lot of people maybe narrow down the Holy Spirit to the feeling that they feel during a worship set. The tingles on their neck, the goosebumps, the hairs standing up, the tears coming down. And if that was it, then the Holy Spirit would just be a presence. But the Holy Spirit is not just a presence. The Holy Spirit is a person. We have to believe this. Because if the Holy Spirit was just a presence, he's only working within moments. And how can you grieve the Holy Spirit if he's not a person? Because you can't grieve a presence. You don't spray your perfume or cologne and then your perfume or cologne gets grieved. That's just an aura. That's just an atmosphere. That's just a scent. The Holy Spirit is not just an aura, an atmosphere, a scent. The Holy Spirit is a person. And it is, clearly, it is God in spirit expression. It is God. It is nothing else. It's not like, ooh, who's this new character in this play called God? Like, it's not a new character. It's a new expression of the same God. Now, this is an explanation, and this is what we believe, obviously, as the Trinity, and it's very clear, and it's very straightforward, and it's all over the Bible, that he is a person. Why is it important to understand that? Because you will not have a relationship with a presence. You will have a relationship with a person. You're not here because you got so moved by that worship set that you're going to have a relationship with those songs. That's the problem with a lot of the church, because they think they have a relationship with a feeling. Holy Spirit is not a feeling. Holy Spirit is truth. It is the truth of God and Spirit blowing through the earth in this day and age, wanting to take back the hearts of God's sons and daughters and saying, I can guide you and I can lead you into all truth. It is a person. God is the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3:17, just to prove to you. Sometimes we only read the second part of this. The second part of this where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is thank you, Christians. <laughs> but have you ever actually stopped for a moment and read the first few lines? Now the Lord is the Spirit. That should prove to you who is the Spirit. What am I feeling right now? Is it Jesus? Is it, is it some abstract emotion? No, friends. It is the Spirit of God invading that moment. But that moment is not only meant for the Spirit of God. Your life is meant for the Spirit of God. Your next decision is meant for the Spirit of God. Just like you need oxygen for your heart, you need Holy Spirit for your soul. You need to breathe to live physically, but the Holy Spirit is the breath of God spiritually so that you may keep living and keep moving and keep walking and keep growing and keep seeing that I can be who God called me to be and I can't can't quit here and I can't stop now and I got the Holy Spirit on my side. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And the great part is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. If you've ever doubted that you could attain freedom, I just gave you a reason and one that should stick with you for the rest of your life on why you can get free right now. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You can't be free. I don't know if anybody has told you that recently, lately, but your own self, your own inner critic tells you, I'm gonna be bound forever. Woe is me. I'm just struggling. You can be free. Just invite the Holy Spirit into that space, into that addiction, into that struggle, into that battle, into that dark space in your mind, that thing you never told anybody about, that cycle you're stuck in for years that you have acquired since you were a kid, but you don't want to put it on public display where the Holy Spirit is. There is freedom and nothing is stronger or bigger than the Holy Spirit nothing. We don't just focus on God and Jesus only. God, the father, we sing songs about him. He's a good, good father. It's who you are. I don't know why I did Tabari's spirit fingers, but what <laughs> <but> I did. <laughs> and we got songs about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, we also have songs about the Holy Spirit, but I want to make sure because we, we have a culture that recognizes, but doesn't receive. They recognize, they recognize He's God, have you ever seen the award ceremony show? Somebody who just sang a song that is completely dirty, nasty, ugly, completely, really doesn't line up with the word of God, right? <laughs> and, um, and they're up there. Oh, I just want to thank God. You recognize him. My God. But there might be an issue on the receiving end. Because if you receive the God that you just thanked, you might have not sang what you just said. I'm a little old school. I got an old soul. Go with me. With this. <laughs> and, 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 but this is truth. I'm putting nothing out there but truth. Because as a church, we have to be very careful because I don't want to get to a place where we're judging celebrities because look how bad they are when we ourselves are struggling with pornography we don't tell anybody about. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make sure we work on our own stuff. This is not a church that's a pointing church. This is a church that's an open-handed church saying, I'm broken too. (laughs) We both need the Holy Spirit, but we can be free and we can get there. We can be who we're called to be. And I I promise you that can happen, but I don't want to just recognize want to receive. And so I know we go from God. We recognize him. We know God. We God. Yeah, I'm good with God. Jesus, I'm good with Jesus. But Jesus went to heaven. So every time you call on Jesus, Jesus doesn't show up to your room, does he? With his robe. I think it's, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in heaven if he wore a robe or not. But it seems like you did. He wore a robe. Shows up. Yes, child. You would pee yourself. Every time Jesus showed up. Who is this? How did you get in here? My doors are locked, <laughs> right? That's our culture. That's our response. He's sin? it's the Holy Spirit. So this is, this is the understanding we must take, that when you call on God, it's the Holy Spirit that comes. When you call on Jesus, which is all good things, by the way, I want you to keep doing that. That's fine. I just want you to have a better understanding of what is transpiring what is actually happening. What's happening is the Holy Spirit is entering that space. So I know you, you might just call it God, but I don't want to, basically this, I want you to understand who's with you right then. God, Jesus, yes, but it's in spirit form. It's the Holy Spirit. Because in God, think about it, we have a Father. He's in heaven though. In Jesus, we have a Savior. He did his 33 years. He died Sacrifice died in our place. Now we have the free gift of salvation. That's all through the name of Jesus? Absolutely. But Jesus ascended. So in God we have a Father, in Jesus we have a Savior. So who do do we have in the Holy Spirit? In the Holy Spirit we have a Helper. And from this, we're going to go to John 14. John 14, 15, 16 are really cool. Because over those three chapters, if you ever want to take those three chapters, you should just dive into them. The Holy Spirit is all over those. And this is a lot of what Jesus wants to describe to us is the Holy Spirit. So I want to start in John 14, 16 through 17. It says this, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, another name for the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. Never leave. Leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Let's jump to uh, verses 26 and 27 of that same chapter. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Catch this. Will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said. Now we're starting to understand not just who the Holy Spirit is, but he has a function. That when you acquire, when you receive, not just recognize, when you receive the Holy Spirit, there are things that the Holy Spirit starts to do in you and through you. And he wants to begin that work if he has not begun that work in you today. And he wants to keep doing work in you. And I want to just tell you five things that the Holy Spirit, this is why you need the Holy Spirit. We need an advocate, we need a helper. And I'm going to go through a few things uh, of why we need the Holy Spirit, why the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here to number one, he's here easy to help. He is called the helper. The advocate. In the Greek, it's called parakletos. It's a very Greek word, right? It's like, what does that even mean? It basically means this, comforter and called to one's side. I love that last one. He's a comforter who is called to your side. His function is to never leave your side. I know you think you have, you need a relationship with somebody else and that's why you keep swiping. But you don't need to swipe anymore. You have somebody that will not leave your side no matter how you look, no matter what decision you made. In your worst moment, in your best moment, the Holy Spirit is called to be by your side. In marital problems, he's right there with you saying, come to me put me in the middle i'm a really good referee i can start to help you work things through work things out i'll help you raise your kids i'll help you get your the right job not just a job but the one that god has for you because i want to lead you into i want to help i want to help you have you ever had one of those days where you're just worn out and then you started praying and you were still worn out but you kept praying and then you felt this supernatural energy Woo, that's a bit of what ruach even means. When it means breath, it means also to energize. The Holy Spirit doesn't just come to say, hey, how are you doing? Just, you just just, okay, fine, I'm out. You, you are a mess. He says, how can I help? How can I help you become? How can I help you get to? How can I help you get through this? How can I help you? And I, hey, you know what? Let's go to God the Father on this one. But here we are, and I'm here to come for you. And I am called to your side. The Holy Spirit is here to help. I remember my son um not long ago. We are putting him in they just got done with baseball we're putting him in football. And I'm really excited about this It's flag football. We've been playing flag football now in the backyard, teaching him the game. And but he wants to get stronger. And, and you know, he's five years old. My three year old, the same thing now. So we have a little pull up bar. You ever have pull up bars? You put on the top of like your bathroom door frame and you put them up there. And, and so we, we put it up there. I have one from back in the day. And uh, Beckham is like, man, I, w- I, w- I want to do some pull ups, daddy. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go put him up there. And my son, five years old, he busts out like three pull ups. And I'm like, this dude shredded. Like, oh my gosh. And so he eventually gets to like, he, you know, he struggles on that third one and he's like shaking, he's just going for it. And, and then I start on the fourth one. Have you ever done any kind of pull-ups, right? Maybe hopefully you have. It's good for your, good for your heart. And so you start, you start pulling, but you hit this place where you're like, I'm not gonna make it. No, this is, about, this is about it for me. And it's that moment of decision where you're like, do I either keep trying and risk throwing up and vomiting because I'm gonna push with everything inside of me to get above the bar? Or do I just say, hey, you know. And have you ever realized it's a lot easier to quit than to push? And so that's just a sad note. But this is, he's, he, and he gets to a place where I'm like, okay, he's not gonna be able to make it under his own strength. So I did something he didn't even know. I went right behind him. Because when you're straining, you don't even feel anything and your body's pulling so hard. I, ju- I just put my hand on a little tushy and I just lightly pushed him up. And he, I did it over and over again. And he thought he was doing it. He did nothing. He did the first three. I did the other 10. And I just lifted him. And he got off. He's like, look how strong I am, daddy. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I'll never tell him. I'll never tell him. He doesn't need to know. But that's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do when you want to quit. He wants to come alongside of you and say, when you're about to drop off, when you're about to walk away, when you're about to quit the marriage, when you're about done and fed up and just about to throw it all in, he comes along and says, hey, don't worry about it. I'll put this on my shoulders and I got you. Let's go one more step. Let's go one more day. Let's pray one more time. Let's open the word one more time. Let's see God move. I pray that you understand the Holy Spirit is still working. He'll lift you up. He'll strengthen you. He'll put you back on the right path and say, God's not done with you. Come on, baby. There's more. You got something to do in this life. Somebody praise God. And then you get off the bar and you say, God, look how strong I am. I did it, God. I got through that season, and it was the hardest season ever. Look at me. And then we post about it. All along, we didn't know the Holy Spirit was in the backdrop. Opening those doors, stopping those attacks, doing those things. It's just like even when you work out, when you have somebody working out, it's a spotter. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit is. He runs over and spots you in moments where it gets, because here's the deal. Life gets heavy. It's just gonna get heavy. It's gonna get hard. So stop complaining about what life does best, which is just heaviness. It's tough. I'm struggling. And the Holy Spirit says, just access me. Put me in. Like old school WWE, like I used to watch when they tagged somebody in from the side ring and here came the rock coming in. And I'm like, people's elbow, let's go. I took it too far. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit comes in the ring and it doesn't matter the opponent. You tagged in the Holy Spirit who's never lost, who has an undefeated record. And that battle is it's done. It's over. And the Holy Spirit is that strength because he is your help that is called to your side. Number two, the Holy Spirit is here to teach. Teach, teacher. Teach, Holy Spirit is here to teach. It teaches me the way to, ways of God. It said it in John 14. It says Jesus literally said, "The Holy Spirit will teach you all the things that man can't teach you, culture can't teach you." And then it says a very important line, and I will also lead you into truth, which is also just a different form of teaching. So I am going to teach you truth and then lead you into it. The greatest thing about the Holy Spirit is that he will reveal what is true in the moment right in front of us. And in a culture in a day and an age right now where truth is more watered down, fuzzy, static, what is real, that we end up following some watered down version of the word of God because we heard it through so many filters So many news outlets that we're calling it faith, but it's really just a political stance. And we get to a place where Holy Spirit says, please just ask me. And you will get the heart of God. The heart of God was right there for you and still is right there with you every time. And now here's what I've understood. The Holy Spirit will lead me into God's truth, not social or cultural truth. And he'll always get me to the heart of God. Now, sometimes those do cross paths and that's a different sermon for a different day. Sometimes God's truth absolutely does cross with cultural things that are going on right now, hundred percent. And if you want to go rewind, I've preached sermons about that. But I think there is a moment right here where I'm trying to get you to understand that don't walk by your truth and then acquire the Holy Spirit and send them on in and dear God, I need you. He's saying, let me define truth and I will teach you. And the only way, it's like we got out of school, right? We finally graduated college. You don't ever leave the classroom. You're always in a classroom. And the Holy Spirit is your teacher. And he said, sit back down. You're about to make a dumb decision. You're about to marry somebody you're not supposed to marry. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I mean, in my life, my personal life, I've had some bad relationships. And then the angel Lindsey Crane came along. And that last name went from Crane to my name. You know what I'm saying? It, but there was a level there where, where, where the Holy Spirit was guiding me in big decisions early on. And I felt it. But I was so thankful I had a teacher. And so many people would be like, man, if I just had better parents, I had a better teacher. If I grew up in a better church, I'd have a better teacher. Those things help. A little bit. Because the best teacher is still at your disposal. Right. And it is the Holy Spirit. He leads me and he guides me into all truth. But to be able to learn from the Holy Spirit, it's a big one. I have to be teachable. And to be teachable, I got to be humble. Be humble. Sit down. <laughs> be humble. Sit down. You have to be <laughs> humble to hear real truth from the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not humble when you hear it, you won't do what he says. You'll just chalk it up to another voice that you, well, well how do I know that's God? You know what I'm saying? Like, because often the Holy Spirit speaks in scripture form. I'm going to get to that, but he wants to teach you. So you have to be Teachable to be able to be taught. Number three, the Holy Spirit is here to to speak. He's here to speak. He's not here to tag along. He's not here to watch your life play out. The Holy Spirit is not in the movie theater watching your life play out on screen, attending the events of your life, The Holy Spirit speaks, and this is why you must understand. He wants a relationship, and it's it's a person. It's the person of God, and the expression of Spirit. And He wants a relationship, not just an invitation to the worship set, not just an invitation to the job uh, opportunity that you're about to go interview for. Not don't just ask the Holy Spirit to be a part of big moments. Ask him to be a part of every moment and Holy Spirit speak to me. And I know, I know, here's the problem is a lot of us are looking for a word from man. Like if I stop this, some people you probably even pray today, like, God, would you stop the service? Have him give me a prophetic word, everything like that. Cool, I love prophecy, love prophetic words. But what if I told you you didn't need to hear my voice over your life? You needed to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. Over your life, because a prophetic word is nothing if you are not listening to the Holy Spirit first. prophetic words should be confirming what the Holy Spirit's already said. if you haven't heard what the Holy Spirit has said, a prophetic word is not confirming to you it's trying to de- to derail you or try to get in. You're like, well, I don't know if I believe that. That's why you have to be very careful when you just start throwing out prophecies. But here's my number one thing is I want to make sure you actually have a relationship hearing from the Holy Spirit. Then from there on, yeah, let prophecy, all that kind of stuff, that's awesome. But hear from the Holy Spirit. John 16, Let let me read a little bit about it. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, I love it. Just another name now, spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak, hold on, just to prove it to you, three words, he will speak. It says he will speak only what he hears. Here's here's what's so crazy. He will tell you what is yet to come. So not only does the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you, hey, and, and, and again, what I do personally with the Holy Spirit, it's never, for me, it's not an audible voice. It's very rare that I've ever found somebody had an audible voice, but, but I, I have found for me personally, I'm just talking personal experience right now. It's more of an urge or a nudge and it's a Holy Spirit and it's a presence and it's a clarity that comes upon that moment. And I ask the Holy Spirit to be a part of literally every decision I make. And then he speaks and he puts something in my spirit and he puts something in my soul. Uh, and then it has a lot to do with a lot of things. It could be marriage, it could be kids, it could be job, it could be starting this church. There was a lot of things I started to hear the Holy Spirit with. But then I realized with the scripture, he doesn't only speak, he speaks into my future. He tells me what is yet to come. He tells me that there's better days ahead. You know why we say the best is yet to come? Not because it's cute, because we know the Holy Spirit is in it. Because I know the Holy Spirit has told me, these are not your last days. You have more to do. And I want to make sure over your life, the Holy Spirit is saying the same thing. Hey, the best is yet to come. Your yesterdays are not your best days. God has a future for you. He has prepared something for you. And only by the Holy Spirit will you be able to see what God promised over your life. It's the only way. And he will tell you what is to come. I love that. I love that. It'll also go it go in an encouraging way because he's the comforter, he's the helper. he wants to encourage you. But on another end, what what, if, what about the opposite though? Hey, uh, yeah, no,' don't, don't don't get into that circle. Bad friends, alert, alert, bad friends. It's going to hurt your character. It's going to rip you from church. It's going to get you in a space you've never been in. Bad character. get away. And the Holy Spirit starts to tell you, be like, but I love, and then you use a scripture. But I'm supposed to like love all people. You just use a scripture for your own yeah. approval of why you're in that circle. You're trying to prove to God and trying to manipulate God with the scripture that He wrote. And He's saying, look, hey, I'm trying to tell you, bad circle, get away, bad friends detrimental to soul, walk away. You can be friends with them when they're healthy, but they're not healthy right now. So we can't put a sick, a healthy you and a sick them. We can't, we can't make that. So the Holy Spirit starts to put, you ever feel, feel this? It's like alert. Uh, are, they, are, they talk, are they offended? Uh. And, and, and you'd be like, I'm going to stay here because I'm going to reach out. When's the last time you ever healed somebody of offense? You know, me and you don't have that ability. So you're staying in the circle, not for what you could give because you've told yourself. You're staying in there because you want to. And it's your own personal flesh telling you to stay there. But the Holy Spirit is on the other end saying, please, please, It's for years. You're going to lose two years of your life. And you're going to walk away from everything that you have been planted in and working for and building your life upon simply because of bad friends. Come this way. Let me work on them. And you come over here and I'll work on you. You got to listen to the alerts of the Holy Spirit. Hey, don't pick that up. Ten years of addiction ahead. He'll tell you. He'll tell you of what is to come. Ah, it's not that bad. I just get drunk sometimes. Put the bottle down. I don't want you to go down the same path your parents did. Come this way. Alert. Alert. Holy Spirit starts to put it in your system. And here's the crazy thing. You think I'm the one that's telling you this. The Holy Spirit does this. And then when we're in the middle of our most distraught moment, we come back to God and say, where were you? And people leave the church over that statement right there. And he said, the Holy Spirit never left you. Where was I? I was there when you made your bad decision. I was there when you picked up that thing. I was there when you got drunk again. I was there when you walked down the wrong path. But I'm still here now. And the grace that I had for you then is even more now. Because my grace is sufficient for you. So I know you made that decision then. But I'm still here. Turn around now. Come back to me. Come back to the heart of God. Somebody praise God for grace, for love, for the Holy Spirit. Still working in our lives. Hmm. He wants to alert some things. He'll tell you what is to come. Have you ever seen that? That's crazy. I, I always felt it. Hey, you're not going to marry them. Okay. That's a big statement. I'm sitting at Starbucks, God. Like, (laughs) man, he just dropped a bomb on me. (laughs) I'm just drinking a latte. (laughs) Right? And sometimes I had to let things develop and he would keep reminding me, keep reminding me. Lo and behold, it was real. He was right. It was true. Because we'll never know if the Holy Spirit is right unless we actually follow what he said. You can't just call him wrong at face value. Well, you're wrong. How do you know? You haven't even done anything yet. The only way he can be proven right is if you yield, you humble yourself because he speaks. Number four, the Holy Spirit is here to, ooh, there's a big one, Convict. But y'all are like, man, seriously, I brought a visitor today. <laughs> I hope they're getting a whole lot of word. This is, um, you know, this, this is not a cool one to preach about. But it is so significant. It is so important that in the body of Christ, we understand the Holy Spirit convicts. John 16, 7 through 10. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. We read this in the beginning, that I go away. If I don't go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. Here's the next sentence. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And he keeps going, but that's clarity in a role. He's very clear in his role. Now, the Holy Spirit does more than a few things that I'm saying today but there are some clear ones like this one. He says he will convict the world of our sin. And I don't know, maybe you could have been in another church. I don't know. But we need a church that talks about how to walk away from sin. We don't call sin bad decisions and mistakes. Sin is sin. And we need a Holy Spirit that steps in and doesn't mesh with sin. Because if he is holy... And sin is as unholy as you can get. When you have those two things living in, one will leave. And it's whatever one you want to leave will leave. Either you choose sin, you walked away from the Holy Spirit. Or if you choose the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk away from sin. Because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you sin is not your best life. It's not a part of your future. Jesus died on the cross for it. You have overcome it because of the spirit that's in you. Because the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the grave is the same spirit that's inside of you and me. So if that spirit raised him and it's a power and it's an authority, if that's inside of me, then the sin that I face is not greater than the spirit that I have. And I have to have that stance when I go out into the world. And I have to allow the Holy Spirit that when I step into a space and he disagrees with it. God forbid anybody disagrees with you in this culture, but if he disagrees with it, (laughs) man, I just thought about it. You know, one of the biggest things our culture is missing right now, because a lot of people are talking, it's just a hot topic, right? Especially with me being a little younger, like what's going on with our culture? I really feel like right now, I'm gonna try. Uh, (laughs) I feel like right now, the, one of, we're missing a lot of things. I'm not going to go through all that. I feel like one of the biggest things we're missing is conviction. Listen, we're living by our convictions, not the Holy Spirit's convictions. Oh, I'm, that's my conviction. And so that's why I did that. And that's why I went there. Mm-hmm. Nobody wrote a whole Bible on your convictions. We are to follow not our convictions because you would end up in a very terrible place every time you followed those. But in fact, you wouldn't even be in church today if you followed those. But in fact, if you followed the Holy Spirit's convictions, it's a lot harder, but man, it's worth it. You will end up in a space or in a place that you could not bring yourself. We need the body of Christ and God. Would you start with me I don't pray for less conviction. I pray for more. And I got to have a clear understanding of this. So I just, and there's a difference because I know a lot of people are like, well, when I feel conviction, I do feel condemnation. There is no condemnation. In Christ Jesus, condemnation brings you down. Conviction pulls you forward. Condemnation says you're a failure for what you did, but conviction says it's not what you did, is not who you are, and there's grace for you to change right now. There's a big difference between condemnation and conviction. Big difference. Uh, 2 Corinthians 7.10. Prove it to you in 2 Corinthians. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience... I know it says sorrow, so we immediately think sadness, but it's saying the moment that uh, God does something in your life that you didn't like or you didn't want to happen, conviction, that kind of experience leads us away from sin. And it results in salvation. There's There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. Let me say it like this. There's no regret for conviction, Holy Spirit conviction. It says, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. And it's getting to a place where we are, we're stuck, we're struggling, and I get convicted and we're like, God, I thought you loved me. Well, I, I discipline those I love, and I'm going to discipline you by saying, don't do that. It's not even that bad, right? We're like, huh. you know, like our parents, we got spanked. God's just trying to get you to stay away from the fire that you want to put your hand on. Hey, don't. Conviction. Let me explain it like this. Conviction. A Holy Spirit restriction that's for your protection. A Holy Spirit restriction that's for your protection. Okay, finally, to this thing. What is this thing? I'm going to get in. You probably have no guesses of what this is, but our team built a hot air balloon basket. I think it's called a gondola. There was an old tale where a man got in a hot air balloon, got up 2,000 feet or so, and as he was seeing the view, he was starting to get frustrated because he wanted more space. He wanted more freedom. And so he's looking at the four walls of the hot air balloon basket, feeling claustrophobic, I'm not free. I'm actually bound. And so he does something. It's just an old watch He gets out of the basket and he jumps. Now, who would think he made a good decision? Nobody but him. This is a representation of Holy Spirit conviction in our lives. Why we often don't respond to it is because it feels like limitations. It feels like I'm not free. It feels like the Bible has rules. It feels like God doesn't have any fun. I really have to stay within this space. I really can't just live my own life and just invite grace to forgive me of stuff afterwards once I'm done doing that once I'm done walking in that sexual lifestyle I want to walk in and then I'll then I'll get back in the basket then I'll get back into what God wants to do and then I'll and he's saying look this is an actual picture of what you're trying to argue you're trying to argue and here you are because the Holy Spirit is what? it's wind and the hot air balloon is only lifted by breath hot air wind wind So as the wind elevates, whatever is in the basket, it's going on a journey, it's going somewhere, there's a purpose to it. And as it elevates, you are being carried. And that's what's so funny about this whole entire thing. You really don't have any controls. When's the last time you saw controls on a hot air balloon? You're just along for the journey while the Holy Spirit wind leads the way. This is all I'm a part of. But so many people get lost in the fact that they've made it 2,000 feet from where they used to be. They get so lost on the restrictions and the convictions of God telling me I can't date them. I can't do that. I can't drink that. I can't smoke that. Well, God's not the God that I want to serve. And so instead of staying in a place of protection, we jump. We jump and we have to hit rock bottom so we can look up again and realize it was up that was our answer the entire time and then we say i'm sorry and then we climb in again and then over the years well i gotta go to church well i have to live righteous well i gotta walk holy why god why are you putting so many rules my rules are not there to hurt you they're there to protect you i'm trying to take you somewhere i'm trying to get you somewhere i'm trying to elevate your life Stop jumping to conclusions before he's done developing the season. Don't jump for that relationship. Stay. I'm just going to get out of the church then. No. Stay. No, I'm going to, you don't, you don't understand me. You don't get what's going on. I wasn't meant for this. Well, there's two options. Thrive and be alive or fall to a place that you don't want to be. And to an extent, start the season over. And this is a moment for you where, Holy Spirit, this is why I want more protection. Because while I'm in it, I'm safe. But if I jump... I will kill everything you were trying to build inside of me. If I jump too soon. So that's why every day I ask the Holy Spirit, put more restrictions if you want. Because I just want to stay wherever you're bringing me. Because it's not about the platform I get to, it's the fact I just stayed with you. And I thought, as long as I'm with you and as long as you're in charge here, we will go to places that I never dreamed I could go. That's over your life. And that's why sometimes when you stay in this, you fly above elements. And so you have to thank God sometimes for things that you didn't know he's done. For all of the dangers that flew below you. For all of those things that wrecked that should have killed you, but the Holy Spirit had you at a different place and a different level. When my dad should have died in a hospital room, but we walked in not with earthly worry, but with heavenly faith saying, I'm hurting on an earthly realm, but we're gonna pray in a heavenly realm. And so we were able to get to a place where we believed and we saw his heart beat again all the way to a place where in a few weeks you're gonna get to see him. And now we're staying, why? Because sometimes I gotta stay and he says, don't jump. That job's not for you. It's good, it's good pay, but I'd rather you stay in developmental stage. So don't jump for a paycheck, stay for a purpose. Stay for a purpose, because I'm bringing you somewhere. And I feel like this sometimes. I feel like I'm out of control and restricted all at the same time. I'm not in control and restricted all at the same time. And the Holy Spirit says, I know, but don't... Don't digest it that way. Don't call it that It's not restriction, it's protection. That Holy Spirit conviction is to better you. It's to strengthen you and it's to keep you safe. And the last one, can you stand to your feet as I'm reading this last one? Anybody get touched by the Holy Spirit today? I feel Jesus. I feel the Holy Spirit in here. The last one, the Holy Spirit is here to remind, remind. In John 14, he says, I'm here to teach you all things. And then he says, I'm here to bring remembrance to every word I said, man. You you know what I, I, I was thinking the other day? I was like, God, there's including myself, there's so many of us that have been to so many leadership sessions. I've heard a million sermons. I mean, I grew up in church. I was like, sometimes I can't even, like, why do we, every, every seven days, we get to hear a new sermon if we want. Now with podcasts, we could hear a new one every day if we wanted to. How can we actually, is that good for us? So of course, if you're, if you're filling up and pouring out, it is. But on, an, on another level, I was starting to think about it. And it said, yes, because as you're feeling it, you're putting things inside of your mind, inside of your heart that you might not remember now, but the Holy Spirit will recall them in the moment you need them the most. And so that's why I was like, okay, keep feeling. Keep filling me up, God. Keep moving me. And I love this because I was watching this movie called The Cinderella Man. It's about a boxer in the 30s. Uh, Jimmy Braddock and it's a great movie and at the end he makes a miraculous comeback and he's about to have a title fight he's old has no shot the guy he's fighting this is all a true story the guy he's fighting has killed two people in the ring back in the early 30s the Great Depression and his wife everybody's very kind of somber about this because he's well older than this guy he goes in the locker room and you could see him sitting there and the guy's taping his wrist and his head's just kind of down. Well, his wife walks in. She's never been to a fight. She walks in the locker room. She comes over to him. And you know, it's kind of a shocking moment because she doesn't go to fights and all this kind of stuff. And this is the biggest fight of his life. And he's also in danger and all this kind of stuff. And the kid comes to him and everybody leaves the room and she looks at him and she starts to remind him who he is. I thought it was such a cool moment. I thought I was just watching a movie. And the Holy Spirit started to move me as I'm watching this movie. And she says, hey, do you know who you are? You're the man that beat that champion. You're the man who brings home and fathers our children. And she starts to tell him, you're stronger than you think you are. There's more inside of you. And, and, and so all of a sudden, he, they went from this somber, like, oh, I'm just going to go out there and give it my best. to I can win. And it changed the attitude. And I could not help myself. But picture my life as I sit in the locker room. And probably you too. has nothing to do with the actual locker room. But you just sit in a room. Sometimes head down. And the Holy Spirit, which I often call my wife the Holy Spirit anyways. But the Holy Spirit will come in your room. Lift your head up and say, let me remind you who you are. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life. Lift your head up. I know in this trouble. in this this life there will be trouble but take heart I've overcome the world lift your head up there's more to do there's more inside of you and that's why sometimes you want to give up but with tears in your eyes you finally listen to the Holy Spirit and you get back out there because all the Holy Spirit needed to do was remind you that you're a son of a most high God you're a daughter of almighty God that who you are under is stronger than what you're facing. And the Holy Spirit will remind you. There's a lot of functions of the Holy Spirit, but one of my favorite as this helper comes in the room, it will tell you God's not done with you yet. There's more in you now. It starts to tell you things that Jesus said over and over. He'll tell you to forgive people you don't want to forgive. He'll tell you to love God, love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He'll remind you. It'll challenge you. It's not always only encouraging. Sometimes it's propelling you into purpose as well. The Holy Spirit is an empowerment that when it comes upon you, you take a step in strength and you take a step forward knowing who you are. Can you bow your heads? God, I thank you for today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you did a work that I could not do. So, God, I pray at every campus that you will have your way. Holy Spirit, begin a new work. Fall afresh on us. Give us a new mind, a new disposition, a new perspective. And I pray, God, we'll see that the Holy Spirit is our helper, it's our guide in the truth. Holy Spirit, we want a relationship with you. We love you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, someone shout amen. amen.